0: hi there it's shelby alexander and welcome to the spiritual journey podcast a place where we explore the spiritual nature of this human experience and how to live happy free and thrive together hey everyone welcome to today's show i'm so glad you're here and so grateful to be with you today's guest is nicole love she is an incredible being on this planet right now an intuitive psychic guide who's also a registered nurse has been a doula and works with people all over the world to really help people heal energetically and also learn to embody more of their own joy love and highest self I am so honored to have her with us today. She has so much wisdom embodied that she brings to the table, really, especially around motherhood and the womb, the sacred feminine, and honoring our natural world. This deep, poetic connection, sacred connection that we all have with Mother Earth. Without further ado, I'm excited to jump into this podcast with you. And let you hear from Nicole Love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Spiritual Journey podcast. I am your host, Shelby Alexander, and today I am so excited to invite a very special guest to the show, Nicole. Nicole is a psychic intuitive energy guide and she loves to hold space for healing and for teaching others how to develop more on their own with intuition, psychic abilities and energy healing. Nicole Love, welcome to the show. Thank you, Shelby. I'm so excited to be with you. So excited to be talking with you today. And to kick things off, as always, I would love for you to share some of the very real human hats that you wear in this spiritual and human life that we that we are doing (laughs) on the planet. Okay, yes. So definitely identifying as a woman
1: and working with that. I have two kids, um, a teenage son and a tween daughter. And so moving in through those years is really interesting as a mother. Um, Like I'm a big nurturer (laughs) and a big mother. So letting them go and move into their individuation is, is challenging, but it's also super fun. I love watching them get bigger and more of who they are. Uh, so that's part of me and, and I have a couple of dogs who I love and they kind of help me with, then I get to just like, I could baby them forever and they'll love
0: it. <laughs> you get to channel the nurturing to them.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and then being in nature, I live in a really beautiful part of the country,
0: um,
1: on the way North coast of California, really close to Oregon where the redwood trees meet the ocean and so i'm out there every day and thankfully it's not too smoky over here with all of the fires in california Um, let's see i guess as far as business life goes um just building my practice and my business at the same time it's really interesting to watch how, when I get connected with myself and put energy into myself and then into my practice, then the business grows my spiritual healing business, basically. Um, and I guess that's how entrepreneurs are. If you are focusing more on yourself, um, the flow of you, and then the flow of your business, then things start to expand and grow and flow.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And it resonates so much for me as I'm kind of in early stages with my offerings as well. And I'm also so glad that you brought that up out of the gate, because to me, you are someone who I see as being a very integrated person. You have this background as a registered nurse and you're an energy healer. Like the duality that you bring to the world is really, really remarkable. And I'd love for people to also just hear some of those credentials that you have in your, in the backpack of you. In the backpack of me. Uh, let's see. So I went to UC Davis
1: and studied human development and then, um, and probably my junior year. Well, I started going through depression and just not really understanding what life was really about. I just didn't get why people weren't kind to one another. Why I did we all have to be in competition you know it was just i was not having fun at all in life and so <laughs> i started trying to find ways for healing and then finally like a year later i found the berkeley psychic institute and so i learned meditation and healing and then eventually clairvoyant healing through them so i after graduating from uc davis i studied with them for a couple of years and then I love the tools that I learned from them but they weren't heart-centered at all and and they'd make fun of people who were (laughs) heart-centered and then I'm just super heart-centered so I'm like okay this is not the place for me I need to find other things and so from there I went and learned from other teachers but I really do love the healing tools that I learned from them and then let's see I decided that I wanted to be a midwife and so tried to figure out what I wanted to do, how, like what approach to take. And I decided to go to nursing school to be a nurse midwife. But then I studied lay midwifery and became a doula as well because I wanted to be as natural as possible because my judgment was that there were too many cesareans happening and birth was out of women's control and all of that sort of thing. Um, But So I graduated from nursing school and then had my son I swear like two months later it was it was, wow. <laughs> it was oh, wow. really really tough going through all of that um, like passing the boards and while he's in my tummy kicking me and stuff like that
0: yeah um, nice
1: but I but I did it and and then when he came through it was a really tough birth like we both almost died basically and so wow. I'm like oh don't want to be a midwife this was after I had done some training and and caught babies actually and just saw these women most of them on I witnessed at least 60 births during this time of a month long (laughs) learning process it was just so many babies happening but most of the women I think there were only three women that had difficult births out of it was over 60 births so I was like yeah this is what we're meant to do our bodies can do this yeah. Then my body, it gets pregnant easily, carries okay, <laughs> it does not birth well. Um, and so at that moment I realized, honestly, just beginning labor, I realized however a birth a birth happens, however a woman wants to birth, that's great. I don't I, you can do a cesarean, no problem. And then after my son was born, I was like, I don't want this path anymore. Like it was just my judgment that was like driving the force basically. And I lost the judgment and it was over. Um but now that gosh, so it's been 15 years. I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe midwifery still might be in the future in 10 years or something. Who knows what will happen? Because it is such a beautiful thing. And if I'm my kids are older and I have tons of time, I would be more inclined to be a lay midwife and let the natural process happen and just know how to support in case things go awry. Um, But I have learned innate postpartum care and um, intervaginal release, basically womb healing, um, Mm -hmm. because I needed it so badly after Mm -hmm. my son was born. Um, And from there. Okay, so all of our experiences I do believe happened for a reason, like the tearing yeah. that happened within me, um, it opened up the information in my cells basically. So a lot of abuse that had happened inside um, was able to release. And then when my daughter was born, like memories of abuse came up. And so that's when my healing really started to ramp up. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then this is so sad it sounds so so hard but it was really hard but um the lessons that I learned were so deep and profound and and then eventually gave me a ton of strength but when I I decided to get divorced and that's when I'm like okay I'm just living my life now this is it and so that womb healing that I did is what like brought me to my truth. Like going deep into the womb where a lot of us store and hold a lot of pain. It's like so many deep emotions that we hide tucked away down in there. And it is the great mystery, our womb, you know and it is one of our most powerful places that we have as women. It's a portal from spirit into physical, not just with birthing our babies but with whatever we want to bring into this world. And so going in there and doing some big cleanup work, (laughs) it's it's essential for us to really come into who we are as our powerful essence, bringing our creative life force into manifestation. And I believe it's what we need right now, like the feminine rising, Mm -hmm. all of us women coming together, healing our wombs so that we can rebirth the new paradigm. And I think that we're already doing it and it's happening more and more and more and more, uh, but for all of us to support each other and that, yeah, expand our wombs to bring in more divinity.
0: I love so much of what you said. You're such a well of wisdom. It's incredible. And I'm not, I I've always kind of seen you as this person who really gets the joke of like, your life is your curriculum. Your life is your, is your human job on this planet. And your story of, uh, your story of, you know, I ask, what are your credentials? And it's like, here's my life curriculum, (laughs) because that's truly, that's like, that's,
1: that's really true.
0: That's your philosophy. And it's something that really resonates with me that I think is actually very freeing. You know, like when we see our, our life our resume more as like our journey and really surrender into it like you have it's so inspiring Nicole and I love how you continue to turn your pain into purpose and then this wisdom flowers from it and in our time together obviously you know that we've done energy healing work together and I've come to you as a guide for meditations and these sorts of things but womb healing is something that we haven't done. And it's something that I'm so intrigued about. And I know a lot of women and, and men, people who are interested in spirituality are really, um, looking at more and more, especially because it feels like during this time, the home, like the, the love in a home and how we bring new beings into the world and really parent ourselves and parent young souls is like, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love to hear a little bit more about how you even started working with your own womb healing, because I think that that's something that's a little bit like, uh, okay, I've heard about it, but like, what the fuck is that? And like, how do I, how do I do that? Yeah. Okay. So
1: the first Piece of my womb healing, I would say, would be the jade egg practice. Mm-hmm. And this is a funny story. <laughs> I was in Mount Shasta and I found a fluorite egg. And I went to Stewart Mineral Springs and I had a little cleansing ceremony with it and, you know, asking the healing waters and the, the waters of my womb space um, for, for healing. And fluorite turns out it helps release scar tissue i didn't know that at the time but i definitely had a lot of scar tissue to help release so i I inserted the egg yeah oh
0: can you hear me from yeah from your first pregnancy or
1: um well i had already given birth to both kids and but it was from my first pregnancy Mm -hmm. um okay so the egg ended up going way up into my uterus and just kind of hung out in there, did not come out, you know? And so I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had not been That's super
0: it's scary. That's scary <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I talked to a woman who was teaching, um, you know, yoni egg therapies, and she said, it's okay, it'll come down, you know, when your cycle starts, because your, your cervix drops and then the egg will come out like, okay. So I, I let that happen for around a few months. And like, wow, yeah. And honestly, it felt really good because I was able to connect in a place that I hadn't had much awareness of before. Um, and it gave me ownership of my womb space is what it was feeling wow. like. Yeah, but eventually I learned from the innate postpartum care and also the internal vaginal release therapy with Tammy Lynn Kent and then Rochelle Garcia-Selaglia is the innate postpartum care um, teacher. But the that our, our womb space, our yonis are already tight and our daily activities as modern women usually and, and the trauma that we're holding and all of that. And so to be holding an egg is increasing tension. Mm-hmm. And so the best therapy that I found with the yoni egg ends up being through Dr. Sayida Desale, and it's um, a jade egg with, um, I put like a hemp string with it, but so it's drilled. And so you insert it and then slowly pull it out mm-hmm. while your tissues soften around it. So you're getting still the deep awareness of what's going on with your tissues Mm -hmm. and then you're learning how to soften because there's actually strength in the softening because when your tissues are soft then you can flex and then hold what you need to hold but when they're already tight and flexed you can't really flex much more to hold what you need to hold yeah and that's to me a metaphor for life really and our heart space you know for everything really soften into things and then you can tighten and to hold it like a loving embrace you know i love melting into people and then holding them or being held like that
0: mm-hmm. so just
1: like our womb space
0: it's it's so helpful to hear and beautiful and it's the perspective or the um wisdom that you're sharing feels very aware of like the physicality and the anatomy and like the the how um, around how to practice something like this. And I'm curious, what was your experience energetically of like the healing that you received from that for traumas either you've had in this life or a past life or something like, what was that color? Okay, let's see here. Um,
1: well, okay, so I had found out from my teacher, her name's Teresa Von Braun. I studied with her for a long time and got healings from her that In my last life as a woman, I died in childbirth. And so that's part of the reason why this lifetime birthing was hard. And honestly, it could be why I was drawn to midwifery to begin with. I'm like, okay, I have to learn about this before I do it. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. the question of the spiritual part of it, it's just been such a long journey. Um, But with the Yoni eggs, it felt like reclaiming my sexuality too. It felt like, oh, okay, so this is what my body feels like. And then, energetically, just connecting deep into the anatomy, deep into those cells, is what it felt like that embodiment of my spirit. I felt like I just hadn't really been there much. It was kind of vacant to all of these maybe wounds and pains, but bringing my light and my love down into my womb space and into my yoni space. That's where the spiritual colors come in.
0: That resonates so much because I feel like, um, like as a woman, we're often, I'll speak for myself, like my, my reality for a majority of my life is, you know, looking out through my eyes and out into the world and the, the scene reality. And for many people, it feels like the going inward, as we say, is like being aware of, of a dark closet that you didn't know, like the first time you kind of focus inward, it's like, holy shit, I'm in a dark closet. And like, what what is in here? And, you know, trying to to see in the unseen can be something that feels scary because it's dark and we just haven't really tuned into it maybe. Um, but it's kind of like when we're in a cave and when you're in a cave long enough or you're in the dark long enough, your eyes actually do start to see light, right? And um, that metaphor is coming up for me as you're talking about this, because I feel like in many ways, at least for me, it's like just starting to bring awareness and attention to my medicine bowl, as I know that you've called it, your my pelvic region. Like, I didn't know that I was sitting in the dark with it. For a majority of my life. I had no, I didn't even know that that was like a closet to open. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in kind of practicing doing pelvic bowl practices and just bringing more awareness and light and love there, I do feel this connection to heart space. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're totally connected to me. I, I like get that joke now. Um, so it's so interesting. I'm curious your perspective of why we've shut why how we've become um disconnected as women and as a culture from from that space that just seems so overtly obviously connected to heart wisdom and all these things that serve us yeah well it has to do with the patriarchy and
1: disconnection from the earth itself um, using and misusing of women and the earth so we also had been taught mostly that, you know, periods are dirty, you know, and we've lost the initiations of our womb time and calling it the moon cycle, even disconnection from everything. And, and without judgment, because it's tricky with birth control and all of that, but just that we, we really block ourselves off from our wombs mm-hmm. in so many ways. Um, and even sexuality has been made to be dirty and so it's a place that is the great mystery period you know it is (laughs) total pure consciousness we can connect to there Um, go deep into the force of spirit there and bring it into the material world that is a massive place of power and I think that's why it was a threat women are a threat like that because we have that already um, and so why like the witches were burned, you know, different things like that. So I think that's partly why we've been turned away from our power and our wombs cut off from it. And it is a place that naturally stores emotions. And so for us to be cut off from it, then we don't even know what we're deeply feeling or holding on to for others. And so to get down into that cave and the cave of wonders we could call it, <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> then we could do such big healing work and for ourselves and for everything
0: yeah it's so beautiful and it in my mind it makes sense too like just in some of the healing work that I've done with myself like getting aware of core wounds and core terrors as some people call them it, that I've energetically been holding, physically been holding in that space, like it makes sense to me in hindsight why I've disassociated from my pelvic region because it's like, whoa, to go there is to open up a whole treasure chest of things that I don't wanna look at or feel or be with or whatever. Um, and yeah, pain pain is hot to touch sometimes. It's like hard to, to be with. Um, and I love that you brought nature into this too because I'm in Maui right now. I know you're in a very potent nature place on the earth as well. And just in my experience of being here this year, I have I have been like so blown away by the impact that has had on my awareness to the feminine aspects of self, womb space, hearts, but like all of these things that you're talking about without me really consciously doing anything have just like flowered and this insight that, whoa, we are totally connected to nature. Like, like yes. mind-blowingly connected is so real. Like mm-hmm. it's so real and so beautiful and so heartbreaking when we think about like how that's going in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if you have any, yeah, wisdom or or even like a, a vision of what you feel is possible when we're more connected to nature.
1: Okay, well, first of all, I wanna say where you are in Maui. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> That aloha spirit is so real and it's so nurturing, so deeply, profoundly healing. It's gorgeous. Oh, oh, so happy for you yeah love it there oh, gosh if everyone could be there <laughs> feel that love it's such a powerful love and so so you being there you can feel that and and for all of us like that's one of my biggest teachings is connecting with the heart of the earth the love of the earth which is the aloha you know and yeah. and my belief like you're saying like we are so connected to the earth we are made of the earth, made of the earth and our own divinity. Like that's what our bodies are made of. And so of course we're connected. This is, we are, I mean, all of us are connected to everything, everyone all the time, but the earth is a real deep, intimate connection. It's like all the elements are inside of us. The mass that we are is the mass of the earth. And then we get to enliven ourselves even deeply, more deeply with our divinity. Yeah. And then our divinity comes into the earth, the more grounded we get. And so that's another part of the connection. The more we connect with anything in nature, then it magnifies its connection to us. Like It shows its love for us even more and then gives us even more healing. And then just like with the air that we breathe, the plants are breathing as well, this this symbiotic relationship that we have.
0: It's incredible. In every way, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, as you're talking, I'm thinking of how, for me, like one of the things that I felt like was missing in my early days spiritual journey around just being involved in more of the stereotypical religious religions was this like absent of the mother of like divine mother and in, in being in nature and connecting with nature and developing a relationship with the literally the earth (laughs) beneath our fucking feet. Like it's amazing. And it makes so much sense to me that our carbon, our flesh, our body is literally like from the womb of the earth, we are born and the seed of, if we want to say father sky or divinity or whatever creates creation, you know, of this light in our heart from above and filling out this physical container that is the body. It's like, it's so beautiful. It's like, so beautiful.
1: It's so so gorgeous. And I just love that the more we connect into nature, the more we connect with divinity. Yeah, The more we connect into ourselves, the more we can connect with everything. And so that's what the healing is. It's about connection. Even if we're connecting into our pain because through our pain, we ultimately reach love. And yeah. because that's what everything in my belief is is made of. Mm.
0: It's so it's so gorgeous. And you're saying this, of course, as you have this huge heart behind you always in your room. I love I love seeing it. Like it's literally coming out of your head and above you like wings. Love, love it love love mm-hmm. for nature like what's been your experience in connecting with nature throughout your spiritual journey was this something you've always had or learned or I think it's developed I
1: honestly was a type of kid that didn't really like the feeling of sand that much or <laughs> like I, I was kind of scared of the wild, you know, and, and I really had a ton of fear until maybe my 30s. It, it took me a long time. Um, I think it was finally when I got into myself, when I had, when I got over my abuse, that was it. I mean, I don't know how much you get truly over um, all of the wounds, you know, there still seem to be a part of you. Um, But when I went into them and figured myself out more, I stopped being so fearful of everything and started connecting into everything and feeling the hum. Like you can, around here with these massive redwood trees, you just go into the forest, you feel like instantly cleared, really. Like it's just Mm -hmm. absorbing all whatever stuff you've got going on. And there's this one tree that had been burned and it's massive. you can walk inside of it, and then just feel the energy of the tree, and it's is this humming, and so it's it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, but going in the ocean where you are, mm. that's, it feels like being in the womb. You know, it is where we came from. It's where humans evolved from that's where everything evolved from on this planet i i mean i believe that's what the story goes at least as far as the scientific viewpoint goes and and it feels true and our first thing that develops is our nervous system you know in the amniotic fluid Mm -hmm. and that's what it feels like to me that nervous system is um where like spirit can really process through us really quickly you know um that cerebral spinal fluid Uh, is like matches the essence of our divinity of our being and that to me is is how it feels when you connect into the ocean that you're feeling into the essence of the mother earth Um, and yeah as far as like each tree each plant everything like that they all have their own essences as well
0: i love that you're talking about this because i have (laughs) It's so funny being here and going into, um, there's a forest here up in Makawa that I am just absolutely obsessed with. Like literally every other day I'm there and it's it's therapy. Like I go there alone, I'm not talking, I don't have earbuds in, I don't, I'm just, I try to leave my phone in the car um, and I'm just in there and I leave feeling so high, I kid you not, like so high. And there've been moments when I'm in there where I'm like, all right, Shelby, like, I know you're turning into a hippie, but like, you're also grounded in reality. Like (laughs) (laughs) the trees are not talking to you probably like you're, you're just like, this is good. Like something scientifically is for sure happening. But also I swear to God, sometimes my vision feels distorted. Like I can see the, like yeah like I can it's I don't even know how to describe it really it's the energy I, I can it's see the energy, energy. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of like it's almost moving like you would imagine sound moving is exactly what it
1: feels like. yeah it's
0: vibrating yeah it's yeah. vibrating yeah. and I I like blink my eyes I rub my eye this happens to me every time and there's always that part of my mind that's like you're losing it a little bit <laughs> and then there's the other part that's like actually there is this feels so true yes And so magical. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whenever I have that sensation and I'm kind of like drinking it up for myself, I feel so connected to the trees, overwhelmed with gratitude completely, like could start crying, often do. I'm often crying half half the time I'm in that forest, honestly. Um, And just this awareness, like a felt experience Of being aware of how much nature relentlessly gives to us. Yes. And we're receiving, most of us without even realizing Mm -hmm. the bounty of that giving. Mm -hmm. I am so overcome with joy by it. And then it's immediately met with this like, man, we're walking around like zombies, a lot of us in the world, like completely disconnected to this magic, to this source to this wellspring of energy and on top of that, you know, making decisions, obviously every day that are totally cut off from that awareness, i.e., you know, a bajillion paper towels a day or like, you know, all the lack of sustainability choices. Um, I'm like, what's my thesis there? Just go to nature, everyone.
1: (laughs) That's, that's it it's it's just been the disconnection you know and so the more we can connect then the more we'll feel that magic that love and the protection that then oh I want to do better and it, it feels like I want to do better for my mother you know yes it's, yeah
0: it really does mm-hmm. and I'm curious too like so obviously the force here in Makwau and in Maui to me feels a lot different than if I go on a hike back home just outside of Detroit mm-hmm. um what insight can you share about that because I'm like there's some stuff going on but I just I don't have the yeah info. okay
1: well, let's look at it a little bit okay so I mean what what comes to me like before I looked and then when I did look again um it's just that it's so raw there. It's so new still, you know, the life force hasn't been smothered yet. Like, you know, there's been a lot of really hard things that have happened on the land just outside of Detroit. You know, it's still gorgeous and it's still always going to thrive. Um, but where you are, man, it was just birthed and and it's just keeping, like that birthing is still happening there. It's just... So and the aloha, like I said before, the love is so strong there.
0: Mm-hmm. I also make up that I love that that <clears throat> the trees feel much older. Um, like oh. deforestation hasn't happened, like it just feels like there's a real rootedness, like there's like some some wisdom, you know, it's like meeting a grandmother versus meeting meeting. Uh, an infant both have like amazing energy, amazing things to give, but there's like this well of like almost wisdom or, um, yeah. Well of life force that I feel when I'm walking through there that I'm, I'm, I don't feel as potently. It's not that I don't feel it back home, back in Detroit. It's just not as, as potent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's just a lot of distraction over there too hmm
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. What is your practice with, like, let's talk about daily practices. I know that this is something that you are totally into that you teach. We've got nature. We've talked about womb healing. Like how does this actually all come together in the day in the life of Nicole love? Okay.
1: So, I mean, I just have to do my morning practice meditation otherwise I'm a mess. <laughs> I really truly become a total mess. <laughs> um, but if I do it, then I'm great. And it reminds me throughout the day to come back to love, to come back to love, to come back to love. You know? um, what does then, your morning
0: practice look like?
1: My morning practice looks like sitting at this space I created in my bedroom, lighting a candle. And it might change a little bit. Like lately, I've been using a tuning fork that's set to the earth's vibration and putting that on my chakras and then going into meditation i have um feather essences i created and i spray them on myself every day because the mag- that's magic of nature right there it's just they're also my god birds i just love birds so much and then um part of it is i've got a picture of my kids and myself and just sending them love and then taking time to receive that love back Um, and then also some deities uh, and then some herbs just um, some sage and things like that and some stones I have some selenite right now selenite wand I've been um, using to help release any tension in my body just like rubbing it on my body or through my aura so just little healing practices but Also, my meditation is always connecting with the heart of the earth and bringing that up through my chakras and then bringing my divinity down Mm -hmm. again into the heart of the earth. Um, So it's that embodiment practice really bringing more and more love into myself all the time. That's, That's my daily practice and then moment to moment practice right now.
0: I love that. I literally just had a healing session yesterday. And one of the things that came up was how myself and I think a lot of people, we have these codependent relationships because we're like seeking love always, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is <laughs> this is what feeds us. And when we don't feel that love from, from source, we look for it in other places, but it doesn't ever really fill the void. And so I love what you're saying because one of the things that we did was just like, you know, feeling the love of divinity into your heart and letting it like rest in your body. And the palpable difference of, you know, before and after is so rich for me. Um, And I appreciate your comment about like, you have to do your morning (laughs) practice because I, I too am at a place where I'm like, oh boy if that doesn't happen like woof good luck for the mm-hmm. day it's like not used it's not an useful experience to like it's, be not, no. it. like it's really challenging yeah it's like I shouldn't have even woken up yeah <laughs> totally or I haven't woken up yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah Jimmy my partner can appreciate that comment in regards to <laughs> to his experience of being with me with meditation or without it's there's certainly a a preference for shelby with meditation i think (laughs) yeah yeah and i love jimmy Mm. um so in closing i would love to just hear what you feel your purpose is now on this planet at this point in your life yeah it's interesting because
1: my son and i were talking about that you know like what he wants to make a difference in the world and he's trying to figure out how and you know what he sees people doing he doesn't think that it's effective or whatever but it's hard to be effective when there's just so much going on and so for me it it is bringing that love in love into myself so that i can hold the space for love so that more people feel that love from me and can then send that love forward, um, expand that love. And I also feel like what we bring into our bodies and brings it into the earth more, and it helps then, I guess, magnify that, that energy. So however I could be like in the best way possible, that's gonna be a change for the humanity and for our earth. And, and when I'm in that space of love and gratitude, especially for the earth, then I'm making better choices mm-hmm. for the earth. And I have more discernment about how I'm using my energy, um, what I'm purchasing and all of that, because we do come from this capitalistic <laughs> place and um, just buying is a big thing. We're always buying something water, even um, our food. And so where are those sources sourced from? And is it in a good way? How do we find things that are made in a good way? You know, Mm -hmm. all of that type of thing. So just searching and searching for the best way.
0: I believe in what you're saying so much. It resonates deeply and it's such a noble path because I feel like for many people, seeking purpose you know like this holy grail that everyone's talking about purpose purpose i think we're still in a day and age where we see it as something that we do that equates to a job title or equates to more money or equates to these kind of uh commercial egoic successes in many ways and the the path that you just spoke of is very inward and unseen and unacknowledged by most um, and noble, therefore noble, you know, because it really is serving even though it will most likely go unrecognized, at least in this lifetime (laughs) by many people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have no need to be seen, as I guess, a something (laughs) I want, I want to be felt, you know, as love and that thing and recognized for sure. Um,
0: I think there's a lot of people too, who, who resonate with you and your story and how, like, there's a lot of people also who don't want to go be, you know, Mr. CEO or whatever, and are like, but am I doing purpose? Am I, Mm -hmm. and I guess, One thing that's coming up for me is just this offering that's coming from your story of just by being fully you and and loving yourself and loving the world and sharing a little bit more love each day like you are being purpose you are embodying a higher vibration for the planet and for all so that's more than enough for you know someone's life to be giving yeah it feels it feels good for me right now and then we'll see i guess
1: what else happens in life yeah. yeah
0: what other purpose shows up totally and I know that you do have some offerings that you you've been working on and sharing with the world for many years now and even though that your you know main focus is filling up on love and and connecting with the earth and doing these sorts of things we just talked about you are also creating containers and healing spaces for others to do that work as well would you mind sharing with us um, what you've got going Thank you, yeah. So I started a, basically an energy
1: healing program and the first series is deeper self-love, as you know. And so basically it's um, all that we just talked about, learning how to love yourself and embody yourself more through your energetic system and cellular systems. And then the next level is learning more about energetics and the quantum realm and how to do healing there. And then the next level is connecting more with the master spirit guides and learning how to work with their healing energy. And then also Reiki attunements and some hands-on healing. And after that, then it's the full-on package of how you bring it all together using all of your intuitive abilities that you've been developing along the way. And then hands-on healing at the same time. And so with that, it's a powerful package and so learning how to be ethical with um, those gifts that and then creating the safest most sacred containers for those gifts to come in as well mm. so that's that program and then I have um, a women's healing circle and then um, I do readings and then I also do energy healings for people which I love them and a lot of it is bringing that love in and learning, teaching people how to hold that loving space for themselves. Cause it also seems like something that we haven't really been taught to do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. And then my feather essence products, mm-hmm. which are great meditation tools and healing tools, um, especially for people who are drawn to birds
0: mm-hmm.
1: and their energies for healing Mm,
0: I love it. Such rich offerings always. And as someone who's experienced some of them, I can say that I was so overcome with how accessible you make some of these very esoteric at this day and age practices. And it's something I'm so grateful for. Like, I think you even said yourself in one of the early energy healing programs, I was a part of like, this is this is kindergarten for energy healing. Like we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. And that's like one of the best tools ever that I learned at the Berkeley Psychic
1: Institute is mm-hmm. to stay in psychic kindergarten, to psychic stay kindergarten. in that neutral, curious place instead of judgment. Cause that's when we get stuck on things.
0: Yeah. And so for the person out there in the world who needs this and i'm not i'm not even saying this from a selling point i'm just saying this from like a i'm thinking of myself a year ago before i knew that this existed like who is the person who needs this but probably doesn't even realize that this would be helpful to them
1: um i i guess it's those people who are really sensitive and you know really love people love others but keep getting stymied by something or maybe they keep getting hurt by something and, and it's also people for the that know that they're intuitive and know that they have these healing gifts and want to learn how to access them more and use them.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot more people like that waking up every single day who are looking for outlets to like understand and hone and refine their gifts. And there hasn't been you know, a place like the Berkeley Psychic Institute that's just trending all over social media for these people, you know, so that's awesome. I'm so grateful to have you on the show today and to just be a part of your life and to learn more about your journey. It's remarkable, Nicole, and I'm so glad you're on the planet at this time. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Shelby. Love you so much. Love all that
1: you bring in, all your brightness and all your growth, everything that you're doing. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you. Thanks to the listeners as always, big love. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a treasure to connect with Nicole and to give her space to share her amazing wisdom and to ask her questions that I've, been longing to ask her for some time. I'm so grateful that she shared her vulnerability and also let you into some of these really powerful, deep, potent teachings that don't often get a lot of air on our everyday everyday talks. So it's wonderful to have shared them with you here. And I also want to offer you a special invitation to my 40 Days to Meditation program. If you are new to meditation or have dabbled with meditation but are looking to spice things up, this program is for you. In it, I have incorporated meditation recordings for each of the 40 days that span all sorts of different techniques and practices that I've learned throughout my own spiritual journey and awakening meditation techniques that I've derived from my 500-hour plus yoga teacher trainings and elsewhere. Think of it as a charcuterie board for meditation and a way for you to deepen your connection to self and grow your practice. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes for a special discount or type in PODCAST40. That's PODCAST, all caps, four zero in the link in my Instagram link or in the show notes below to get registered today. Big love. I'll talk to you soon.